Are we going to start with the right, theme? I'm going with the thing. What's Are we the just straight off the top? Yeah, let's do it. You ready? This fucking guy here, you gotta be kidding me. This fucking guy here, Vern Troyer, was mitting me. This fucking guy here, he probably loves kidney beans. This fucking guy here, shoot him. But only with silly string, wink, wink, nah, use a real gun, gun fun, dumb diddy dumb, with the shotgun pump, buck, buck, I'm just kidding. This fucking guy here, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, that was, that was, that was spot good. On. That was perfect. That was sick, huh? Yeah, we could keep that. That'll be clean. We could just play it yep. over and over again every time that we start. It's perfect. This new show. This fucking guy. Wait, this is it a show or a segment? Is it's a the show segment. change? It's a seg. I mean, the show's oh, the, still the it's, natural habitat. It's habit pretty much going to be. It would be the same structure because we're pretty much, you know, like we're not, we're not doing anything new here. We're just kind of designating it as a particular segment. Yeah, this fucking this guy. this fucking here. guy here. So every week, um, it seems like there's somebody that's just like out of line mm-hmm. or um, you know, it crosses us wrong. Yeah, and we're gonna like make a spectacle of it. And before we do that. Two people that are in line and where they are supposed to be. And that is myself, Mikey Booyah, and my friend, Awesome Ty. I'm, I'm flying I'm flying straight and narrow. Straight, straight and, and narrow? narrow? That, that doesn't really make sense. It doesn't? I straight mean, and narrow? Yeah, like, we're here and we're supposed to be. Oh, I'm, I'm straight, but I'm not narrow-minded. So that means, you know what, I accept, you know, if you're not straight, I accept you. If you're a LBGTQ... Plus? I, I accept you. Like I accept all the genders. What about plus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm, I got no problem with whatever anybody wants to do in their bedroom. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's cool with me. So we are on the straight and narrow, and we are here another week for this fucking guy here. This fucking guy. Here. And what guy are we talking about today, Ty? Well, I mean, probably we got a few, but um, I was thinking <laughs> Steven Seagal, and I don't even like it. Completely escapes me now why I was thinking Steven Seagal. Um, it was actually uh, it was so, there, there was, was like a meme video that you saw from Vic Berger. Oh yeah, yes, yes, uh, yeah, on Instagram, and it reminded me like how wild Steven Seagal <laughs> wild. In a sense, but also very on brand for what you would think Steven Seagal's Instagram looks like. Yeah. Wild, but predictable. Yeah. Like, just like ironically funny, but also not ironically, but still funny. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, we have exactly that. We have Steven Seagal's Instagram here. Yeah. So just just take a gander at it. (laughs) I mean, like... In pretty much every photo, he's dressed in some sort of like what is it like a kimono or some sort of um, martial arts, martial arts. Uh, yeah, it's some sort of like traditional, like a garb, some sort of garb, traditional Mar- martial, martial art. Yeah, like I mean, definitely like Jet Li. I want to yeah, say it's, I would say of Asian, like it's, it's of Asian descent, of descent. Yeah, Asian garb. Yeah, like yeah. some sort of tra- and I mean. It's well established that it's Steven Seagal. He's Steven Seagal is like a black belt in all the martial arts. I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty much undisputed, although mm-hmm. also unproven. I think nobody just questions it because he's Steven Seagal, but like also like I don't know that he's a black belt in, in anything. Well, I mean, you've seen him bend an arm. Well, I mean, we've all seen like that. what 
what so martial what arts, arts move is that? Like where you just break somebody's arm. Like if if that's a martial art, then absolutely. Like he's he's a proven master of it. Uh, it, uh he's a uh, it's uh, you know. But anyways, yeah, he's just a weirdo more or less. Like I mean, you look, he just looks like your goofy uncle. But then, like you, you see him, and he's um, wasn't he a cop at one point? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Real life? He was. Yeah, he became. A, he did. He did become a cop at some point. I remember that. And then also, like, um, he moved to Russia recently, and like, he's not like you know, like some people that might be like escaping to Russia. Like he's he like wanted to move to Russia and like become a part of the Russian government, like directly under Putin. He's some sort of ambassador or, or something, some sort of like security but, but officer. That's just like an incredibly offbeat thing to do. I mean, like, there's there's no world, there's no, like, in, in all the multiverse where Steven Seagal is, like, a normal dude. Yeah, absolutely Or, or if not. there is, there's just the one. He was, there was a video. This one. Oh, wait, no. Oh, man, we lost the video already. We lost the video. I'm thinking we insert, like, some B-roll of Steven Seagal breaking arms like maybe it, like, uh, there's got to be a youtube montage of of steven seagal arm breaks that would be a perfect spot right there he's still making like i would say probably like b to c tier direct to dvd or digital movies like this we see one right there general commander like that that looks to be fairly recent um yeah, I don't know what's going on with his hair, but like if you see, he's clearly either had some sort of photoshopping done to, to hide the fact that he's bald or the pattern of his his hair growth has complete, you know, it, it's become far more pointed. And I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. So you got to. I mean, well, he does resemble what we were talking about before we started. Uh, Eddie Munster. He has like an Eddie Munster. Progressively more. Is that what it's called? If a you look peak? at him, you've you've got um, Steven Seagal with a, a photo from. I'm pretty sure that's like a Time to Kill or one of his like. Peak, you know, that's peak Seagal right there. Like yeah. he's looking like a badass. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The leather jacket, the gun. Now you look over here, and it's almost like a Tim and Eric like parody <laughs> of, of what Steven Seagal should look like in this. <laughs> <laughs> this straight to digital general commander movie yeah and um, i mean he he was made famous by the film above the law above the law yeah and now was it was he also in a time to kill is that my memory? yeah no he was okay. and beyond the law also beyond the law with looks, dmx r.i.p dmx from the hair it seems like this is going to be also a recent thing did dmx die Yeah, really? Very recently. Really? It very. It was like a big thing. Oh, okay, yeah. And he yeah. kind of like wasn't doing that good, right? Or no, something? like yeah, he died of a, like a drug overdose or something. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. What is happening here? Uh, I still think there's probably more montage footage of Steven Seagal breaking arms. You can just insert right here. <laughs> there's probably like a two minute reel. Yeah, there's that. There actually is. I've seen it before. Yeah. There one hundred percent is. Um, let me. But anyways, uh, yeah. Um, he lives in Russia now, which is just weird. So I thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, he he lives in Russia and he adopted a Russian accent, which is something that he his his accent is kind of like doing. ever evolving. Like it almost like he it depends on who he's talking to, and like he almost like you know like 
gives you the accent you want to hear. Mm. You know, he's in your head pretty much from yeah. the time you meet him and start interacting. He's, he's enchanting. He's an enchanter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, you know, like he, he scopes you in within a couple of seconds. He's analyzed your personality and all your traits and he, he finds the accent that's going to be most appealing to you. And he, he can't do them all well. It's, it's you know like, what I mean? It's that's like when that's, an alien comes to earth and they look like a human because they want something that's comfortable. But they also don't, but they're doing their best with. to look like a human. And that's, yeah. that's his thing is like, he, you know, sure. He can't speak with a good Russian accent or a good uh, Chinese accent or a good American accent, probably at this point even. See the video, but, the video that we had that was actually redacted at the very last minute was him being interviewed by a uh, by a TV station in Mexico. What he has a book out called "The Way of the Shadow Wolves: The Deep State and the Hijacking of America." <gasps> Is that real? Which sounds delightful. The, oh, yes, it is. It's from Steven Seagal, official verified. Oh, whoa. Can we get... um Official message let's from pop Steven on, Seagal. Uh, let's pop on Amazon and see if we can get the preview for that and, and, yeah. and read it. The Way of the Shadow Wolves. Oh, man, that sounds just, just <laughs> awful. Uh, Man, it would be an amazing movie, though. What's the subtitle again? The Deep State and the Hijacking of America. I didn't see it going this way. I think that's why actually. he moved to Russia is because um, says, know, the Biden administration. This is the story of an Arizona oh, tribal novel? police officer oh, who stumbles upon oh. one of the biggest cases in the history of the Southwest. He's a member of an elite group within the Native Dude, American communities known as the Shadow Wolves. What comes with his discovery is the uncovering of massive corruption in places where he once had placed his total trust. So it's him on the cover. There should be like it. it so is should, she supposed to be this character? Yeah, I, do you know this is going to be a movie? There's no preview. Like, um, when was this released? Is there a? Is there a? Um, fucking. This is from 2017. Oh yeah, right. The, um, what is that? It's like Amazon. Um, Amazon audio, audio books, <laughs> <laughs> Audible, Audible. Well, Doesn't look like it. there's one. God damn it! Aud- Audible or, or no Shadow of Wolves by J.R. White. God damn it! Well, that's unfortunate. Can we get at least get like a text preview? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're gonna go back. I wonder what accent it's to be like read in. Here we go. Uh, I have a blurb from. Is that it? No, a blurb is like somebody talking about it, right? I have an excerpt it's from be the it, book. Yeah. The Arizona sky was full of color as the sun set and the spirit of the night began to stir. The clouds, a brilliant orange, were hanging on the horizon with sun rays lighting them from the bottom up as the daylight crept behind the mountains. Off in the distance, but not too far from where the man named John God was standing. His name's John God? Yeah. Like Jean-Claude? A dust devil was dancing across the place between him and setting the sun. This tall, lean man, who in the approaching darkness could have easily been confused with a... 
Sagaro Cactus. All right. See, was, see what I'm doing here? I'm doing the cactus. Yeah, I like that. Uh, was breathing in confused. <laughs> the beautiful scene before him. He was fully aware of a man standing behind him about eight feet away in the desert foliage. <laughs> At first, the man seemed to be taking photos of the evening desert that lay some 30 miles south of Phoenix and less than 10 seconds from Washington, D.C. Wait, what? The na- Yeah, 10 seconds from Washington, D.C., about 30 miles south of Phoenix. All right. Yeah, this is like, this is like a, a different world. He's, yeah, he's setting a universe. Okay, I dig it. The Native American, John Nantan God, <laughs> had classic chiseled features and was born and raised on the reservation. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to meme that. Leaving at the age 18 after graduating high school to join the United States Marines, it was clear even in boot camp that he had something unique going that had its genesis in the words of his grandfather, who had taught him the old ways, starting when he was 13 years old. So, um, I'm intrigued, but it didn't really give us, you know, like that was just a, it was like a teaser. Yeah. You know what I mean? I need the... That was a bad book, dude. What's this? About about the, the writers? Oh, so Tom Morrissey, the the co-writer, who you have to imagine did like the majority of the work. Like, yeah, Seagal just popped in here and there with like, oh, you should. He probably suggested the names. Like the names sound like um, John Wonton God or whatever. Like that sounds like a, a Seagal name for sure. But um, Tom Morrissey, you yeah, know, that sounds like a Seagal. He had the idea. whole the whole deep state thing. So yeah, you got like a boomer and Seagal teaming <coughs> up for a book. So Tom Morrissey is a retired chief deputy U.S. marshal, yeah. martial artist, veteran of the U.S. Army, musician, author, political leader, political and leader. activist. Oh, okay. Well, what elected office does he hold? Uh, I mean, he left yeah, that out. Yeah, I don't. I don't see any. Um, yeah, born in Brooklyn, blue collar family. Um, Whoa! Look at that. Louis McKinney. What's your What's your middle name? Uh, Is it Lewis? No, it's it's Mackenzie. Oh, Michael Mackenzie Booyah is my name. Oh, Mackenzie's your middle name. Booyah is your last name. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this book. Uh, so yeah, um, it's like a karate book for boomers. When they like, yeah, when they put out an audio book, then I'll be into it. It's like a long cue drop. So this is kind of what we're all used to now. It's fat Steven Seagal. Yeah, with weird sunglasses. He's super fat. Mm-hmm. He still wears the. It's like um, the goatee. And he didn't even wear those like martial arts things in his heyday. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's just like a comfort thing now. Like, yeah. Like he. But he's always had the glasses. The glasses that gave him a tactical advantage. It's like those glasses that like make everything brighter at night. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, wait, look at the caption on that. So. He's he's definitely got a team, but I feel like he dictates these captions to his team, and they write it in you know like the third person. But like, I feel like Stephen is an accomplished guitar player, and his style of classic and modern blues is personified in a way that only Stephen Seagal can accomplish. <laughs> I feel like that might be 
<laughs> dictated verbatim by by his assistant, who probably just has the worst job ever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, imagine his PA's life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a wild life. Fuck. I mean, you're probably assaulted. There's, I mean, yeah. And this last one, this last uh, post about the book was written in first person. Our book is doing great. Thank you for helping us. This one is Steven is an accomplished guitar player. And this predates it. So I'm thinking that the PA quit. They were like, this is this is insane. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely batshit. So I have um, this video has kind of a compilation of some moments in Steven Seagal's career that we can go through. A notable moment being when he hosted an episode of Saturday Night Live, where he apparently, amongst other things, refused to participate in one of the sketches because the title characters had stated that they could beat Seagal up. <laughs> <laughs> all right i mean okay okay and we're also gonna um we're gonna you know like have to analyze it you know from both sides like was he wrong i mean could could any of the saturday night live cast members reasonably you know like a, a sketch that supposedly you're supposed to time this you know suspend your disbelief like no no, absolutely you know so it's it's almost like it's like a pointless fairy tale um, fantasy sketch and who wants to see that I don't know let's find out he was on SNL on 420 1991 so we'll go SNL cast 420 1991 so you got Dana Carvey absolutely not that's Garth that's fucking Garth I feel like Phil Hartman, straight off that list right there, you know, like he pops out as the biggest threat to him, but still, like Phil Hartman, I mean, Steven Seagal, Mike Myers, Kevin Nealon's a Mike pretty Ma- big guy. Yeah. And he was He's young. just a tall goof. I mean, you're, you're talking Seagal here, who is, um, you know, this, this master martial artist, yeah. notorious for going beyond, you know, his training. And, um, kind of taking things into his own hands and then breaking them, you know, like arms. Okay, now, we also have David Spade, Rob Schneider, and Adam Sandler, which oh, work oh, as a Sand- team. Sandler might have been like, I mean, again, this is like, you know, you're... Yeah, Sandler played hockey You're and stuff. debating, like, which one of these guys would get their ass kicked the least because there's not a person <laughs> on this cast who's, who's even probably harming Seagal yeah. in his peak, you know what I mean? So I, I get it, but it's like... um. You know, I, I probably would have just gone along with it. You know, like Norris would have gone along with it. Um, Chan would have gone along with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they'd all just destroy the cast members of SNL also. So true. he's, he's kind of being a poor sport. Yeah. What happened here? He's he's stifled our audio again. Yeah, why does he I'm keep telling this is a hack. This is a hack. He's over in Russia. Never invited onto oh, the show never. again, with a cast member dubbing Seagal the worst host during his time on the show. The following year, when Nicolas Cage was on the show... Okay, Nicolas Cage. We got Seagal's bad attitude was also well known on film sets, with many former stuntmen who have worked with him criticizing the actor for intentionally hitting them during scenes. Okay, so pause. Now, yeah, the, he may have smacked around a few stunt doubles... <laughs> He may have broken a few arms in real life, but that's a small price to pay for the realism that comes from a, a Seagal fight scene. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you're basically watching bare knuckle boxing, and it feels like it, and it's not intentional, but he's also not going to compromise the integrity of the, the finished product from such gems as, as 
first general or whatever he's in. You know what I mean? Like these, these are direct to digital because they're elite, not because they are, are. So yeah, we got, we got a three minute montage, four minute almost <laughs> montage of him breaking arms. You mean to tell me with that, with that many arms broken? Like, yeah, he probably threw a couple in there that were legit. Here, you want to watch it? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Let's see this montage. Okay, how about this? I'll get down on my knees. Is this any better? Okay, so here we got uh, your you average got, cast you member from knife, SNL. You know he's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. He looks about the like the physical average of an SNL cast yeah. member if you combine he them really all. He really does. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's got a knife, so I mean, he's got some sort of advantage. Seagal's getting down on his knees. So he... Wait, hold on. This is a leg he's breaking. In the first one. So now it's asking us to guess how many... Uh, oh, so he's just going to cripple this man. He's going to break like several bones. So how many bones he's do gonna, you think that this that he has broken throughout his whole career? This is... Oh, they're asking whole career? Oh, gosh. Yeah, this is in the hundreds? first movie. Three figure, or, you know, like three digits for sure. Until 2011. Yeah, 165. So there are multiple bones... One break oh. will count as one. Okay. 165. <laughs> 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 oh, it's going to be less than these are great. Oh, no, I okay. <laughs> 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 oh, being a sound effects editor on this movie, these movies are just so fun. All right. Let's go. Get to go out and break a bunch of branches. Yeah, I've always, uh, I've always been into like foley art, and I remember I did uh, a tour of Universal Studios when I was a kid, and went in the place where they like showed how they had to make all the sounds for everything. And how they had to do foley for all the shit. Yeah. And they were like crunching walnuts and all that. Sometimes they're just crunching noises where it doesn't belong. So I mean it's it's mostly arms. Yeah. It is mostly I mean like that's a signature move for sure. You don't break that many arms by coincidence. And you know, unless he's riding them, which he very well may be for the majority of these later ones at least, but you know, like it's probably not written into the script and he's no. just like he's completely ad libbing that. So for every so for the fifty two uh so far that he's broken, I'm gonna say at least at least twenty of those were he kind of bent it farther than he needed to. When, because you know how it'll be their real arm, and then at the last minute they switch to a, I mean, to a fake. I have to. This is going to be over a hundred, probably. Well, yeah, and I'm thinking like he broke at he, least ten real arms. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Probably mm. about ten that we know of. Because you got to think of all the takes. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these are just the ones his that life, made it to film. I think he's probably broke two dozen arms in his real life. Maybe easy. You got to think of like all the people that like spar with him. 
and like are afraid to tell him that you know he's taking it too far. Oh, look at that camel clutch. That's a classic. Uh, Do you think he's broken a neck in real life? I think one neck, at least one. A back for sure. I mean, I know that it has to not. It's not zero. Yeah, can't be zero next. I mean, you don't get that good at acting by like not having the experience that goes behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Steven like, Seagal is method. That's why he does the voices and the accents and all that shit. He gets into his characters. I think you know if you really put aside all like the goofiness and the the gimmicks and the Russia stuff, like, and just really look at his acting, mm-hmm. he's up there with the greats. You know, I'm talking your Hanks, I'm talking your your Clooney, um, your Gosling, okay, um, your DiCaprio. I mean, you got to think he hasn't had the opportunities that all these other actors have had. You know what I mean? But he's being given roles where he just, you know, like they just these roles just want to show off his ability to snap arms and shoot guns and probably doesn't do too much kicking anymore. But oh, we're at eighty-seven. <coughs> Look at all these people in the background of the scene that are like at this yard sale. And just not phased by Steven yeah, Seagal. It, it probably wasn't arms. a closed set with these later movies. You got to think the budget didn't really accommodate like a closed set. So they're just like, they, <laughs> they have a permit, but they also can't like prevent people from yeah. going about their business. I told you, don't like to kill children. And then it, like, it, it showed one lady in the background in one take, and then like completely different people in the same background in the next shot. Yeah. So that was, that was horrible. Oh, that's a good one. Just stepping on it. I mean, does that... I guess it counts. He stepped on it and it cracked. Yeah. So if it makes a noise, it breaks. We all know that. Jesus. Well, I mean, that was... So that what was, was the what, final number? It was over 100. Three digits. Yeah. 100... And you got to think this this is how many years old. Yeah. So he's done a lot I mean, of movies yeah. since then. He's definitely, he's pumped him out. And you know, he's still breaking arms in every single one of them. So I'm thinking that probably mm-hmm. closer to 150 by now, maybe, maybe 200. So let's see, what else we got on this guy? These clashes came back to bite when while filming one of his blockbusters, Seagal claimed that he could not be subdued by a chokehold due to his Aikido training. A stunt coordinator on set offered Seagal an opportunity to prove his claim, which ended with him not only definitely passing out, but also crapping his pants. Literally. Due uh, to Seagal- or, I mean, is there a video of that? Of uh, Steven uh, Seagal getting choked out by a stunt guy and crapping, crapping his, his pants? Of course not. I mean, Due to Seagal's constant claims of superior artistry, a stunt coordinator was offered a place with a group of martial art practitioners. They were willing to answer public challenges to fight the actor, but the stunt coordinator declined. Only le- So they were going to do a whole fight against them and shit. And they backed down because they're scared of Seagal. Yeah. The entire incident and called him a quote, sick, pathological, scumbag liar. Right. Denied the enti- so, he denied the entire... So... He opened the possibility of a yeah, professional he, he fight may against be sick. Seagal. 
uh, he may Seagal be a scumbag, denied- maybe a pathological liar, Seagal's but he's still like force during the question is whether he can kick your ass or not. So like they're kind of running from the question. They're like, you know what I mean? Yeah. For his they're action hero days. Yes. So well, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate when he broke here. Sean Connery's wrist while working as a fight coordinator on a James <laughs> Bond film. <laughs> Opening up about it years later, Connery recounted, "We were going to do a film sure. called Never Say Never Again, Fucking and there was a possibility I was going to do a keto and what have you, and he broke my wrist." <laughs> and he broke my wrist. Another actor who was an unsuspecting <laughs> victim of Seagal's violent tempers. <laughs> So now it's not even a question of how many wrists he's broken. It's like how many famous actors' wrists yeah, he's broken. A lot. Poor John Leguizamo. I love him. And he got manhandled by <laughs> Steven Seagal. The story is so sad. Stated that he was to be in charge of the set for a film they both were to star in. Oh, that's, the actor was treated why to would a you punch think in that? the chest from the Aikido master himself. Like literally, why would and you think you're going to be in charge of a set that Seagal's with the actors on? and the director, he comes in, I'm in command. Yeah. What I say is law. Yeah. I disagree. And I started cracking. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was kidding. We were yeah. just Huge hanging mistake. out. Yeah. And he <laughs> aketoed me against the brick wall. Pow! Knocked all the air, air out of me. I was like, why? Why? Because. I'm- Allegations of mistreatment on set were not limited to male cast and crew. <laughs> Okay, so we all know where this is going. All right, right, yeah, I might have to step away from Devil's Advocate <laughs> over over at this let's point. See, let's we'll see, see what happens. Back this up. We'll see what happens. Three female Warner Bros. employees accused Seagal of sexual harassment while filming one of his box office harassment. Hits. So not assault. The women not were assault? paid around fifty thousand dollars each in exchange for their So you're silence. trying to retroactively the probably. That he touched me. I did scream that this is this audition was. Finished. It was acceptable and in the nineties. I was 90s. Really surprised. Um, it was acceptable. He repeated calmly, this audition is finished, and just sat there as if nothing had happened. Many yep. women have since Times gone have on changed. to accuse sure. him of sexual harassment. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't step up at the time, did you? No, at the time you were probably like, whoa, hey, whoa. And like, you know, with the benefit of age and wisdom that you've gained over the years, you look back and maybe you're not fond of the memory, but at the same time, like at the time, you didn't step up and accuse him of anything, so... You know, I feel like those are discredited. Yeah, there is a five-second rule, right? Is that how I'm I mean, there's a statue of limitations, if nothing else. I mean, I don't think including can... Portia de Rossi, who won. What about Portia de Rossi? Well, let's hear what she has tweeted. To say. My final audition for a Steven Seagal movie took place in his office. Normal and He told me how important it was to have chemistry off-screen. Yeah. As he sat me down and unzipped his leather pants, I ran out and called my agent. Unfazed, she replied. Well, I didn't know if he was your type. I mean, a year like later, when the, the casting couch, right? Like that's like a big thing in Hollywood, you know. And again, maybe times have changed. So like, that sounds post, like she needs a new agent. Post to me. Weinstein, I feel like things have changed, and that's no longer something you can do. But I'm sure that wasn't back in you know, like '95. Yeah. Now, I mean, you sound like I'm, Bill Cosby talking about uh, Zoomies or whatever he called them. I'm not defending it. I'm not defending. Uh, it. But I think that that's more on her agent. It sounds like her agent set yep, her the up. The agent to get is molested. the real scumbag. I thought he was the your scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. saying, "quote like, a, like this, the Hollywood madam." Mm-hmm. That's what she was. Yeah, uh, isn't Hollywood. just about the Heidi Fleiss of she just wants her thirty percent at Boulevard. Because hundreds of people in Hollywood have been attacked. My opinion is that sixty percent of these people are completely innocent, and that includes me. However, it has since been pointed out that Seagal has a documented history of sexual harassment charges and allegations. From more than half accused, probably almost half of them are 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 guilty, but not me, and not six out of ten. Result of his first marriage. 
both have distanced themselves from their father. Oh yeah, see, you can see only place Aubrey where the actor there. has a less you than see, stellar reputation like, for sure. And that was an old picture, so we definitely know that his. I mean, he's doing some wild hair treatment plans. Yeah, for sure. And like he's, he's like trying to form his himself with like the release a of the film. Peak. Maybe that looks more menacing. Just having that spike there, probably like, like Razor Ramon. So he can like point at you without pointing at you. Yeah, he it's just looks at you. It's 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 an alpha look. A year after his second divorce, the film was not well received and indicated the decline in his mainstream success and the following drop from box office hits to direct to video and finally made for TV films that he. The Aikido founder Motohei Ushiba, except for the. Did he beat up an old man? Martial arts action heroes. That's all we have for you today. Thank you. What, what was it about the old man? He killed an old guy. The Aikido founder guy, yeah. Motohei Ushiba, except for the fact that Ushiba died two years before. Seg no. Other things Segal has lied Allegedly. about. Oh, he claimed. One. He claimed that he trained with the Aikido founder Motohei Ushiba. Except for the fact that Ushiba died two years before Seagull first moved to Japan. Yep, that's okay, right. Well, I can tell you right years. now, like there's like events two. in my life, he like significant events. I couldn't tell you what year they were. You know what I mean? Like things yeah, you I've got done. Mixed up. Like after ten years, I'm like, like what was that? 2010, 2012. Like, like think about like how unclear 2012 and 2010 are. Like, what, yeah, what happened? Yeah, get mixed up easily. But I mean, if I if I went to Japan in one of those years. And it was well documented. Like, I mean, nobody ever said concrete. he has a black belt in memory. Taught a legendary UFC fighter a technique he used in an iconic fight. Though there is video evidence of the fighter using the technique before he even met Seagal. Three, he claims to speak Italian, Russian, and Japanese. Though he has never been heard speaking anything he other than the English. Accents, okay? You got not, it mixed yeah. up. <laughs> he speaks the accents. You know what I mean? Like he didn't say he speaks the languages. He speaks yeah, the Russian in, yes, accent. Like a, I mean, I'm sure he's got a good Jamaican patois. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I can ready hear for it. this. Four. Seagal once said he trained and was trained by CIA agents in hand-to-hand -hand combat designed for fighting terrorists. But when he had the opportunity to be put in a CIA drill, it was alleged that he had no clue on how to use a basic map and compass. So who are you? Do you think are that you, the you CIA, like, picture, like, literally, picture what a CIA agent does on their day-to-day -day basis. Do you think at any point <laughs> a CIA agent pulls out a map? Or a compass? Yeah, no. Oh, so. No. Wait, no. what was this? It was like the compass. Is You're the looking compass. through a compass? And then you hold it up to see to see which way it pulls. <laughs> no, you hold it flat. <laughs> like this. And you look down at it. <laughs> there okay, you go. Well, if you hold it like this, then the, the bubble is. I was just thinking like, maybe like a looking glass. Yeah, you're like thinking of like glass. a pirate's looking glass. Well, a pirate would also use a compass, so I mean they're they're aligned in that. Yeah, so, more than a CIA agent. You're right. I think they probably use cars. I, I honestly offices, computers. There's probably not a ton of professions that use a compass or a map, and even like in the CIA in like the 1960s, yeah. I don't think they were probably using a compass or or a map. I mean, oh, maybe man. a map. Really that right. isn't recording anymore. How long has that been off? Ooh. I mean, fortunately, that, that, the Seagal B roll. <laughs> and we've gone way longer than, than planned on Seagal.
I didn't mean for him to dominate the discussion, but he's just guy's a fat weirdo. It really did. This episode's going to be a mess with fat the video. weirdo who hightailed it off to Russia because he didn't like the deep state. Well, you know what? Some of us just tolerate the deep state and don't ask questions. <laughs> so moving on to like people who don't ask, or maybe people that ask too many questions, perhaps. Um, the Kristen, the Kristen Smart case has oh, been yeah. moving forward, and there's been some crazy developments. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like anybody that's listened to this show knows that the Kristen Smart murder happened in our own backyard. Yeah, and that you know, for the the majority of the time, there's been this Paul Flores character who's been suspected as like the prime suspect, but you know, until that's proven in a court of law, which potentially may happen soon. Um, you still have to ask questions. You still have to look at, you know, you have to look around, whether it be over at Scott Peterson or over at the the creator of a podcast that, I mean, there's a lot of red flags about. So There really are. And Scott Peterson, who is uh, another local murderer that we have around here yep. uh, with the famous Lacey Peterson and Chester Peterson or whatever. Yeah, he killed, it. He killed his, his wife and their unborn child. Yeah. And him... Scott and Lacey were both at the party the night that Kristen Smart no, that's went what, missing. That, that hasn't been proven. They, they both attended Allegedly. Cal Poly at the same time, but I mean, well, then obviously they were at the party. You no, know, it's not. It's not USC. There's probably only like two or three parties going on on like a weekend. So I mean, if they were partying in that era, mm-hmm. it's it's potential that they were they were at these parties and. Um, I so so Scott Peterson got called in the court or is getting called in the court. And you know who else coincidentally or maybe not coincidentally is getting called into court is this this Christopher Lampert who um you know like records of what he was doing in those years were were I mean very well or excuse me not very well documented. There's not a whole lot of information. All we know is that you know he's just kind of a creepy guy Something's who seems wrong. a little you know Something's like wrong. He, it seems like he's trying to you know um, frame frame. No, I don't want to say frame because I think the Flores is probably did it. He's trying to divert attention. So it uh, seems like all but I'm saying. Like, why this is my list of potential suspects: Paul Flores at the top, obviously. Yeah, I mean he probably did it. For yeah, sure. definitely. S- Scott Peterson, Chris Lampert. Really? For for two and three. They're going neck to neck right now. Because we know that Scott Peterson was at Cal Poly in, in 95, 96 or whatever. Mm-hmm. We don't know where Chris Lampert is. But we know that he has a lot of invested interest in making sure that, you know, the fingers aren't pointed at him. Whereas I was around, you know, that area in those years. I lived mm-hmm. in San Luis when, when she was murdered. But you don't see anybody, any podcasts or really any. I haven't even been interviewed. That is kind of weird that yeah. you're not a suspect at I'm, all, even though you were there. And I mean, obviously, I, I know I had nothing to do with it. What were you but, doing that night at the party? I mean, I don't have like a like a solid. Can we, can we camera go out again? <laughs> can we get the camera go out again? Yeah, it'll go out. Uh, so, yeah, with Chris Lambert deleting. Oh yeah, so, his social media. Yeah, he got subpoenaed to be a potential uh, uh, witness by the defense, meaning the defense wants him to take the stand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they think that's gonna contribute to their case because the thing is that uh, 
the negative thing that I heard was that a lot of uh, witnesses and people that were connected to people in the crime talked to Chris Lambert before they talked to police. And that, that could disqualify them as potential witnesses. What kind of influencing did he do? Yeah, you know? that's another thing. Um, and then there's been like um, the the prosecutor, the, this uh, Christopher, he's like a slick looking, looks, you know, kind of young, looks ambitious. Like this is, is going to be his Widow's big, Peak or okay. no? He looks like a slick, big city attorney that like like Keanu Reeves would like play Devil's him. Advocate. Like Keanu Reeves would play him in the in this in the movie. Dev- like in Devil's yeah, Advocate. Yes, yes. Okay. So, and, but it looks like you know he's maybe like fallen on hard times and it got like sent back to San Luis and this is his second chance. Okay. But he's been wearing a purple tie, which was Kristen's favorite color. Um, he's been wearing a purple tie repeatedly, which draws attention. You wear just one purple tie; it's one thing, but like when you're wearing different purple ties to court, every apparently that's that's enough for the defense to accuse you of of this bias and get the case sent to a neighboring county, which wouldn't hold the same bias, obviously, because they hadn't been sorry, they hadn't been trying to solve this this murder. So, um, well, yeah, it's like, isn't he kind of blowing it by doing that? By wearing that purple tie? Yeah, you would think. I mean, it's like, man, like, why take any chances? Just like this this Lambert, if um, if he didn't have anything to hide, would he then go and delete all of his social media channels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had a, he had an Instagram, which he was active on every day, updating about the case. And now he's gone radio silent. No trace of these accounts. I mean, unless there's some sort of, you know, way to document that I'm sure people have screenshotted his stuff, but it's still, I mean, what would, would somebody who has nothing to hide, like I do, would they, would they delete their Insta? I mean, my Instagram's still there, Mikey. Yeah. Is your Instagram still active? Yeah, it is. Okay. Like that. I mean, not to say that that's the deciding factor in the case, but, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I think that. It's weird that he deleted all of his stuff. I'm sure that there's a way that we could still access it. See, look, his Facebook's gone too. These are all the the wrong ones, and we would have mutual friends, so he would be at the very top. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, so so yeah, he tried to redact his whole life, and he's going to be called, which I think is good for the case because I think that. Kristen will not actually fully get rest until the people that are responsible for this come forward. And if, uh, I mean, Flora said he didn't do it. So I don't know that we're ever going to get yeah. a confession from him. And if he, and even if he did do it, if he never says it, then you don't get the release. You don't get the feeling of closure if he never admits to it or I think says where she more is. concerned with the body, but yeah. So the best that we could do is get Chris Lambert, to like pressure him to say that he did it and lead us to someone's body you know and like what are the odds that like he already knows where the body is before anybody does he Whether might he killed her or, her or not and he just wants to like drag this out for for these podcast numbers. or there's a and- pretty good chance i mean what are the odds that he was like, hey, does anybody know where Chris and Smart's buried? Somebody called and said, hey, I saw somebody burying a body here. He goes there to look. He finds a body, but it's not Kristen. It's somebody else. And then he leaves them be. And this man has at least, I don't know if he still does or not, but he had at one point a Patreon to get people to support his, his mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. 
They find Christian's body. How many uh, how many Patreon backers do you think he's going to lose? How many how much revenue do you think that this man stands to lose if this case gets ultimately solved? Yeah, so his website is still up. It's his still active, still but, but stuff has been taken down. I was reading, like oh. he had a whole like newest thing that's been gone. I think you can probably just see the donate. You can donate still, obviously, yeah. or you can listen to the episodes. Which I mean, obviously, he couldn't scrub the internet of all these episodes. Click on that that Instagram, yeah. Nothing. This content isn't available right now because he deleted it. Okay. So now what we'll do is we'll go to the uh, Wayback Machine. And we'll go ahead and search this website in the Internet Archive. Yeah, let's see what you had to say for yourself, bud. Okay, okay. So, got April 22nd. Oh, that's 2021. Wait, that's in the future. No, that's not. Is April 22nd in the future? No. No, no, it's not. It's August. Okay, this is trying to make me. It's blocking you. It's uh, just like the Seagal audio was muted. So let's see what we got back here. Uh, November 2020. It can't be making me like want to log in because it's not. Yeah, it's public. Uh, the search for answers in the disappearance of Christmas Mark continues more than two decades later. Friends and family speak out. Uh, oh, here we go. Your, oh, what, what, go, go, go. Your own backyard's Chris Lambert was just eight years old when Chris <laughs> when Kristen Smart now vanished. he's one of the driving forces working. So that that establishes something that you know, like um, Kristen was a, a petite young woman. Mm-hmm. Chris Lampert's uh, a, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to body shame this man, but he's not, you know, he's not a petite guy, so it's not like without question that he wouldn't be able to take down and potentially, I mean, I'm not again, I, I don't know what I can say here, but so you're saying that ten year old Chris Lambert could still be dangerous to a twenty two year old sure, I mean it's not without the you know it's it's within the realm of possibility, I would say, wouldn't you? yeah, I agree, okay, so we have uh your own backyard. Let's see if we could find a recent uh screenshot. what's today the eleventh the fifteenth the 15th yeah the okay. 15th let's see what we got back here so on august 11th so this is what his website looks like now you go to his homepage. you got these three episodes you have the hallway blog over here on august 11th and that was his that was where he was doing the most uh it was almost like his his little outlet so let's Oh, yep. Okay, so here on the way back machine, you could see uh, episodes about my mixtape. 
What's this all about? <laughs> Wouldn't that be the most hilarious thing is if this whole thing was just like a long con to promote a mixtape that he had coming out? <laughs> I mean, it kind of says right here that it is. <laughs> it seems like this is what... I mean, look at this. About mixtape, donate to, soundtrack. D- devotes his life to either covering up or solving a crime only to... You know, like the end game being like, hey, check out my mixtape. Check out my mixtape once he <laughs> builds the the fan base. I mean, either way, that would be wild. And he just switches the switches the website just to his mixtape. That'd be lit. <laughs> That's so sad. It's the so, It's all the oh, songs that yeah. were like on her tape yeah, that they yeah. found. And I feel like I have to reiterate, Paul Flores did this. Yeah, absolutely. Or this old I'm man. Saying, Who's this old man? Like hypothetically, if you had to pick like a, like a second or a third suspect, Chris Lampert's got to be up there. Yeah, for sure. But, but for sure, Paul Flores did this. Hopefully, he gets he gets tried and convicted. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, only time will tell, my dude. Yeah. So, um, so oh, did we do the? Th- oh, we did do the theme song. Yeah, yeah. Should we, we, the should we close song. with the theme song also? Yeah, you want to do that yeah. again? Yeah, let's do it again. I, I think we're running out of time, anyways. Okay, cool. Uh, let me pull this up. Um, there was see like that whole episode was this fucking guy here, this fucking guy here. All right, here it is. Uh, wait, sorry. Okay, you ready? Yeah. This fucking guy here, you gotta be kidding me. This fucking guy here, Vern Troyer was mini me. This fucking guy here probably loves kidney beans. This fucking guy here to shoot him, but only with a silly string. Wink, wink, now nah, I use a real gun, gun, fun, gum, diddy, dumb with the shotgun, pump, pump. This fucking guy here. The first one was way better. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's still pretty good, though. Thank you. See you next week. Natural Habitat Recording. Crapping his pants, literally. <laughs>